Welcome to Present Company, the Netflix podcast that brings you dynamic conversations with exceptional people behind your favorite series, films, documentaries, and specials. I'm your host, Krista Smith. For years, I was Vanity Fair's ambassador to Hollywood, interviewing countless actors as well as creatives and authorities across the spectrum. My passion is talent, any form of it. How do you know you have it? How do you cultivate it? How do you protect it? And also, I want to get to the heart of what drives it. On this podcast, I'll be talking to people in Hollywood and far beyond. Thank you for joining me. Scarlett Johansson is in the chair today. I have followed her career since the beginning, when barely a teenager, she broke out in Robert Redford's The Horse Whisperer, and then the indie cult classic Ghost World, which is one of my favorite films. But it was Scarlett's career-making performance in Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation that made the whole world pay attention. And as they say, the rest is history. We've watched her evolve from a young indie actress to one of Hollywood's most successful superstars. She's fearless in her acting, deliberate in her choices, and always speaks her mind. And she does this while balancing it all as a working mom. This is Scarlett Johansson. You're 35 now, right? Yes. Um, I'm so impressed by your choices. You just keep pushing yourself as an actress. You could be resting on your laurels. You've had insane success. What what drives you to keep challenging yourself? Um, I, you know, I love my job. I really love, I love it now more than I've ever loved it before. I think I have even a deeper understanding of it now than I did five years ago. You know, I, I love working. Um, I, I always loved my job ever since I was a little girl. I loved acting and I, um, I'm just excited to continue to get better and to continue to understand it more on a deeper level. And I, I just love working with other actors and I love working with directors and, and cinematographers. And, and I love, I love that whole, the whole creative process of, um, of making movies and, um, and doing theater. I just love it. I, I, it's my passion, you know, and I, um, I think if ever it stopped feeling like that, I would do something else, you know? Um, but it's, it hasn't stopped feeling like that. So I guess we'll keep going. (laughs) Well, one of the things that to me that always distinguishes the greats, let's say, is their confidence. And it's going to sound a little cliche, but like the fearlessness to go towards something and their confidence of how they approach stuff. And to me, you've always had the confidence of a small country. You always walked in and feel like you're comfortable in your own skin. You have a manner about you that's strong but yet vulnerable. Have you always been that way? Was that something that you had as a kid, or did that come from your parents? I mean, I guess like anybody, I'm confident in some ways but not in others. You know, I think that's why, you know, I mean, that's what makes people dynamic. And, you know, I... Um, I think I'm, I know where my vulnerabilities lie, which is probably a strength of mine. Um, and I learn more about that all the time. Um, you know, and I'm curious about my, um, well, perceived weaknesses or whatever that, you know, my, you know, the soft underbelly stuff. Um, 
and why I react the way I do to things. Uh, but I mean, I, I was, if you're asking if I was an outgoing child, um, I was, I was quite outgoing. Um, I, I was very, you know, I, I loved, uh, I loved performance. I was very, I was very, I liked adults. Um, I, I, I liked to, um, you know, uh, ask questions. Um, I was, I like to try things and, um, you know, I, I don't know. That was part of my personality, I guess. I just was how I, I don't remember not being that way. And of course my parents were, my mom particularly was very encouraging of that. Um, she, you know, encouraged all of my kind of curiosities. So I, you know, I took, I went to Lee Strasberg. I, I took tap dancing class. I took vocal lessons. I took ballet and I hated it. So I stopped. Um, but you know, she never made me do anything. I, if she was like, if you don't like to do it, look, don't do it, you know? And, um, and so I, I tried a lot of stuff, you know, and I, I, uh, think I, um, you know, she, she made me feel, believe in myself as an actor since I was a kid. Um, you know, she was very supportive of, of me and always, she could see that I had a, a passion for it and it was worth pursuing. And so she shepherded me, you know, mm-hmm. through, through young adulthood and, and um, that I owe a lot of that to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your career, two decades and counting, basically, you must have read hundreds of scripts. What was it about Marriage Story and Noah's script that made you want to jump into this part? Um, well, I, I, when I first met with Noah to talk about this project, there was, he was, I think he'd been developing the idea for some years and it was starting to become more clear, um, what the actual structure of the script would be. Um, and it seemed like he had reached a point where he kind of needed to cast it in order to actually put pen to paper and... Um, I, I'd actually hadn't, didn't receive the whole script until I'd already committed to, to doing it with him because at some point, um, it was, you know, we had to sort of commit to each other. Um, and so he, so he could, he could develop it, you know, to a point where, where he could actually put it into production. And, um, I, 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 we had met and then had been speaking and then some months, maybe like a, a couple of months later, um, I was in New York and he said, I have something to show you. And um, it was uh, it was my character's um, monologue. It's not really a monologue. It, it felt like a monologue, but her sto- it's, it's the scene in which she tells Nora her story, um, you know, the, what she, from her own, her own story, from her perspective um, and how she got to sitting in in, you know, opposite her divorce attorney's uh, chair that day and, um, you know, what led her, what led her to that, the path that led her there. It's, it's her, it's her story um, as she sees it. And, and that scene was so extraordinary. Um, I would be forever kicking myself if I didn't agree to do it. Um, I could never... I'd be so upset if another actor <laughs> had that scene before me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it'll be one of those scenes that people audition to get into Juilliard with, you know. Um, it's, such a, it's such a beautifully written scene, and it has such a... Uh, all, I mean, all of Noah's writing 
is so uh, intentional and um, it's it's specific and it has these there's a lot of kind of boundaries that the structure of his dialogue has and within that um, you know it, it, the possibilities are actually sort of limitless which is a really exciting place to be that's just good write, great writing you know so it's like so structured that the actor is actually free within that I think so because I think sometimes when you're you know I guess it depends on also who you're collaborating with but I found sometimes that when things are really loose, um, I can sometimes have a hard time. Um, I don't have anything to kind of anchor onto, you know, and I, I, I trust my instincts at this point in my career, but I also need, I think I, I work best when I have, um, when I have structure um, to sort of, so I have something to kind of hinge onto. Um, and you know, that works great with Noah because he's so particular about the dialogue and, uh, you know, everything has to be word perfect, which is, which, you know, I guess maybe it's, it's certainly challenging in some ways, but for me, it, it actually is, it works, it works great because I like to work that way too, so. Well, that scene you're talking about was amazing. I think he had, he had said it's seven pages of constant dialogue that you do, um, and you're also opposite Laura Dern. And I should say congratulations also on your Oscar nomination, uh, your first time as a Best Actress, and also your first time as a Best Supporting Actress for Jojo Rabbit is pretty incredible. So congratulations on that. Uh, and also you get to work with Laura Dern, who also got a Best Supporting Oscar nod for Nora. So I, in watching the movie, I feel like Noah wrote some of the greatest scenes like that I've ever seen between two women, and you you certainly had two of the most captivating scenes. What was it like to work with her uh, on that day and in rehearsals? Um, Laura and I really didn't get a chance to rehearse. Uh, Adam and I rehearsed a lot, but but Laura and I didn't. Um, and we, Laura is such a wonderfully open person. She's so warm and inviting and feels like a safe place, which is exactly what the character needs. And it was, it worked perfectly that way um, for me because I felt totally free in front of her that I could, that she's such an incredible listener as a person, but as an actor, she's such an amazing listener. You know, she's right there with you. Um, and her presence was, it, it also anchored me so much to um, the gravity of the, of the circumstances for this, for this character and how, you know, how this was a huge turning point for her. Um, this is, a, a, you know, it's like her life before and after Nora's office, you know, and, uh, and having Laura there to just go through through it with me and, and feel her empathy um, as as an actor was was amazing. I mean, it, it guided me and allowed me to feel um, like I could be com- totally comfortable in, t- in being vulnerable with her and, and you know, uh, uh, and that, you know, there's kind of no, you can't really, that there's like nothing really to be sort of embarrassed about, which is really important, I think, um, 
when you're acting is not to be embarrassed about all the things that you're feeling because some of them, you know, are, some of your feelings are so surprising. Um, and uh, and it's good to, to, to try to, you know, go as far into those weird, embarrassing-ish feelings um, as much as you can because you never know what's going to come up out of them. And sometimes that's really where the truth of stuff lies is is in those uncomfortable places, you know. Mm-hmm. What struck you about the reaction to this film? Because it's about the ending of a relationship. Everyone can relate to that. I mean, either their own marriage or a relationship or their parents. But what's what struck you in, in people's response to this now that it's been out in the world? Um, well, one thing that's really surprised me is... and. I think, and you know, this is going to sound like a weird plant or something or a plug, but um, I think this is probably due to Netflix. Um, but there's people that have come up to me that certainly would never have found this film or probably have never seen a Noah Baumbach movie or would have never, they just aren't the audience for independent film, you know, and that's making a huge generalization, but, you know, some ones like, tough, you know, like blue-collared kind of uncle who just is will say to me, like, you know, I'm I'm almost uh, I'm too nervous to see that marriage story. It reminds me, me so much of uh, you know, me and my first wife, and uh, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to make me cry. I've had so many people come up to me that were unexpected people um, that have, are aware of the film and uh, are, you know, I, are touched by the movie um, so many strangers have come up to me and shared their deep, deepest intimacy with me um, because I think the film, it's it, it somehow, it makes it okay to have confusing feelings that surround your, you know, divorce or a relationship that's, you know, not, didn't have the out, desired outcome or whatever. You can still have all these complicated feelings, and it's okay. Um, you know, the film is so, doesn't, it has no real, there's no judgment in it at all. Um, and I think that's, that's been really, it's opened up a lot of people. One of the things I was so moved by in this film is all the little moments, this, this, the in-between, the juice box, the, the look when they come home and she asks, I know you're going to give me notes. Those little private stolen moments. Can you talk to me a little bit about those? Yeah, so like I said, you know, all the, everything that we, everything that's in Marriage Story is all scripted, I think, which is what's so, it's shocking to people. Uh, I mean, it's Noah's, it's just, he's such an incredible master. Um, and uh, he, he scripted all those private moments, um, those in-between moments. They're all in there. Um, I don't know how he does it. You know, he he just uh, he he's he's incredibly observant, um, and he's really feeling deeply, intensely feeling person, and he's very very sympathetic um, and compassionate. And I think that's where all those in-between moments come out of. Um, but yeah, they're they're all they're all scripted in there. All right, let's talk about the song because I've 
known you for since you started your career, and I know that you have an insane singing voice. I even think I've seen. I know I've seen you perform, but did you know when you were reading in the script that you were going to have to perform the Songheim song? You know, you can drive a person crazy. Um, or were you surprised to see it in there? I don't remember whether it, you can drive a person crazy was in the script. I think it was, but I can't remember if it actually was. It may have just said like performs a musical number, um, and then Noah sent it to me, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> it's like, oh no, because I had so much other stuff to do um, that the and we we made a lot of productions in and among the film itself. I mean, we did, we made like a weird teen 90s movie um, all about the girl or all over the girl, whatever it was called. Um, we did a play, uh, you know, the kind of off-Broadway pl uh, play that, that uh, Adam and I, you know, our characters do together. Um, and then we also had Oh, and we were doing shooting a film, a sci-fi TV show. So there was all these other things that we had to do. And then to do the music part, uh, you know, with Merritt and Julia, they were terrified. We were all totally, it was, because then we were told it wasn't just, not only is it such an incredible, it was like, oh, it's Sondheim. So yeah, that, that easy little ditty. And then it's choreographed. <laughs> and the three of us were like not having it at all. We were defeated. Merritt was like extremely defeated. I was like half defeated, and then you know, I think Julie was a little more optimistic. Um, but it was it was it was a great bonding experience for us, though, because we got to do that all in pre-production, and it actually, in some weird way, worked out like an acting camp type of exercise, you know, trust exercise, where you, yeah, it was. That's a Noah special, though. But of course, he was just like, "Good luck, and you guys sound great." And then he'll just close the door, and you know, he's <laughs> yeah, that scene, and it's such a physical <laughs> movie too. Surprisingly, like the scene in the kitchen when you serve him, it's just so you're moving in and out, you're turning. It feels like it is choreographed every little bit, every look. It's so fun, and the Julie Haggerty is just genius casting. As yeah, your mom. she she's so so brilliant, and she's so knew that mom, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I was, she just is so hilarious and also so lovable and impossible at the same time as, as that character. Mm -hmm. um, she just, she just nailed it. And uh, yeah, this, the, the, the scenes are very um, carefully choreographed. Um, we spent a lot of time just, you know, getting our, the, I mean, it was choreography of the scene, right? You know, where, when you kind of, uh, almost like you're, almost like you're staging a play really felt like that. Um, you know, because one line will sort of lead you to another physical place. Um, you know, and every, every movement has some intention. Um, and even that scene that Adam and I have in the apartment, um, where we're, you know, have this big explosive fight, you know, it's such a push and pull between these two characters. You know, they just, they have an intimacy um, that's familiar, but now it's uncomfortable. And so they, you know, almost have to kind of keep going back to their corners in a way. Um, you know, it felt like that, you know, and then they kind of go back in the ring mm -hmm. and then they sort of 
you know, they come together and apart, you know, a lot of, a lot of times in that scene. And uh, the dialogue is what guided us to, to that, you know. Mm-hmm. That scene's incredible. I mean, it's one of the, it, that scene's going to go down as one of the great scenes in cinema ever. I mean, everyone was talking about that scene after the movie. And to your point about, I was going to ask you, which you kind of answered about the, how you surprise yourself in those moments when you're rehearsing and what comes out that you didn't even expect. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think when you work to exhaustion, you know, Noah really works to exhaustion. And so that scene with Adam, you know, we probably did in its entirety, you know, we did it over two days and we must have done it, I don't know, like 50 times or more, you know. And, and so um, when you work a scene to, you really kind of, it becomes this sort of... Um, you know, it's almost like a dough or something like that. And it starts to kind of pull itself apart and pull itself apart. And it gets more and more like kind of stretched out. And it takes all these different sorts of shapes once it kind of warms up. And, um, you know, that's really you when you're tired or and, you know, things kind of affect you in a different way. Um you know, when your defenses are down, maybe then earlier in the day when you were kind of, you know, you'd had too much coffee, um, you know, and then coming back after sleeping on it and then coming back the next day and kind of digging back in, suddenly you look across and Adam looks like a different person. You know, he's like a person you ever saw before. And so it's like the scene is just kind of reinvented. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. Uh, and I think doing theater is sort of similar to that. Um, a lot of people have said, oh, gosh, you know, how do you do the same thing mm-hmm. weeks on end? And it's so, so amazing what you, the gift of being able to do work like that, um, you know, and, and really have the time to understand it and, and try everything out. Because, gosh, you know, when we do film normally, you, you know, you don't, you have a few takes to, to nail a, a close up or whatever. And, uh, and that's a magical thing too. You know, that's an exciting thing too, but it's just, it's just different. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Black Widow coming out. You're an executive producer, which has got to be pretty cool and exciting to have control of some some respect over that, right? Yeah, it is. It's exciting um, and uh, feels like the right way to do it. I think it was kind of, um, you know, it's. I always feel like it's better to know to. You know, I want to like. It's so funny. My therapist always says, "She's like things." come out and you know like in the dark <laughs> and that's why I feel like it's good to you know as being a being a producer on something kind of shines the light on everything so you can really see what's going on um I think that's I I'm very much a believer of you know communication um it, in filmmaking uh it's there's so many people involved and it's just everything works better when we're all being honest and talking to each other um, I think that's how you're you're the most efficient, and you get the best result. Um, and so it's been great uh, producing with Marvel because you know we have it's like family. You know we have our we have our differences, but we we come together. You know there's a lot of love there, and uh, we all want the same thing. Um, and so it's it's been really fun. I mean it's it's been amazing. I, I feel very fortunate to be able to to be in this position now. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see it. She's my favorite character. I love her. I love her too. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. And you've got Florence Pugh in Black Widow, another yes. one who's also nominated for Little Women. Yes, uh, Florence. She's such a fantastic actor. She's so great. She's I, I was so wonderful when we were working together on Black Widow. She's uh, bright and enigmatic and beautiful and radiant. Um, and she is t deeply touching. Um, I find her to be just a very deep actor and, and, um, and just a wonderful person. She's generous and funny and mischievous. Um, she's just delightful. And I, I, I didn't know what to expect, you know, um, when I first met her because she's, she was a little bit guarded, um, and maybe I, I probably was too, um, because you know we kind of have this intimate relationship in that film, and it, she just, you know, just is absolutely was is such a delight um, on screen, off screen. She's she's wonderful, and I feel so happy that uh, because obviously this, you know, this character is so important to me, I'm Natasha. I've lived with her for a decade of time, and I. You know, I'm so close with all my castmates and all the filmmakers that I, we've collaborated with. And, you know, I said this to Florence, at, you know, when we wrapped that she just fits so seamlessly into that world. You know, she's got that kind of confidence that you were talking about earlier. She just has she it in spades. Of you a little bit. She reminds me of you a little bit. When oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I'm I, old enough to say that. That's a compliment to me. <laughs> uh, she feels way more confident than I ever was. I rem you know, I remember thinking that when we were working together. Got it. I was, because she's really young. She's, you know, I don't know, 23 or something, like 24. And I was like, I wish I was that confident when I was 24. She just cuts right through the bullshit, you know? Like, I was way more self-aware when I was her age. And, you know, it's another time now, obviously, to be that age. But um, she's she's just fantastic. And uh, I'm deeply, deeply happy that she's, uh, that she's the one, you know? So after this, that's in May, right? What's next for you? Are you going to maybe write a script or direct a movie, or do you have any interest in pursuing things? Yeah, I do. I I, I don't know if I would write something um, or just develop it. With I, you know, I, I I love working with writers. I I don't know if I'm a writer myself, but um, I would love to direct something. I I've been looking for something, for the right project for a long time, um, but I you know it's it's a kind of elusive elusive thing and I, I know I know I'll find it when it when it is the right one um but I would love to do that that's a that's been a dream of mine for a long time well it's great to see you thanks Thank you. you too thanks so much for joining me Marriage Story is streaming now on Netflix please subscribe rate and review this podcast wherever you've been listening you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith Join me next time for more meaningful conversations here at Present Company.